0: So the article I read the other day said is happiness genetic and what causes it? So
1: Is happiness genetic and what causes it? Okay.
0: The article didn't have anything very important or conclusive Mm -hmm. but some studies did show that I was like 30-50% to of how people rate their happiness. It mm. it was something helpful. Okay. But they tested twins and I don't know how they would do that. But Okay. What do you think?
1: Is happiness genetic?
0: Yeah. You think you can be born a happier person? Barring environmental factors.
1: Hmm. I would say that people, I think if you're born into a bad situation, and that's all you've known from when you have grown up, I think the fact that you don't know any different, that that's kind of where your happiness starts. So I feel like a lot of times in life, it's not necessarily the situation because every situation I think for people starts kind of the same level of happiness just based off of what you know and then as you grow older somebody once told me you create your own happiness so I feel like by the decisions you make in life whether it be your health or um You know, just the lifestyle you live, being active, getting enough sleep, I think it can really influence your happiness. So I would say more than genetic, it's the decisions that you make throughout your life and the people you surround yourself with that affect your happiness more than anything.
0: Okay, so a lot of it comes from more of appreciation?
1: Yeah, yeah, and finding contentment with what you have.
0: Okay, then do you think everyone can find high levels of appreciation or do you think that's something that either needs to be taught and isn't or is taught or do you think being able to be appreciative could be genetic?
1: I think appreciation comes from... I don't think it's genetic. I think everybody can be appreciative. So maybe, I guess maybe when you're born some people are genetically a little more appreciative. But mm-hmm. I think everybody can learn the skill. The more
0: I, empathetic people.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I don't think you learn it how you think to be appreciative. I don't think you can just teach appreciation. I think you, you, you can, but it's different than you think. The, the way I learned to appreciate water... Is by running wind sprints for an hour at football practice. And you don't realize how much you appreciate it until your mouth is parched and you do anything for a drink of water. And then you realize, wow, I really do appreciate water. Yeah. I don't have it.
0: So it's like another, like an emotion. Yeah. Rather than a conscious decision to appreciate the water. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Interesting.
1: I'd say, and even like sleep. I think when you go three days without sleep and you're like, man, I would do anything just to lay down, you really appreciate it once you do get to that point to be able to close your eyes and finally say, okay, I can sleep.
0: See, and along what you're saying, I think just the examples you've given are things that you've abstained from Mm -hmm. or not had when you wanted them. Yeah. You know, if you had slept... 12 hours a day for three days, you wouldn't really care. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't feel as much towards sleep. Or if you had just gone on a walk, you wouldn't be as thirsty for the water. Yeah. So I definitely think a lot of appreciation comes out of scarcity. Yeah. You know, or finding scarcity.
1: Yeah. What's the, the thing in life that you found that you didn't realize you appreciated as much and then one day you maybe... Had scarcity and you didn't have it. And then you realize, like, oh my gosh, I really do appreciate this in my life.
0: I would say maybe money. Okay. Money. My family at one point was quite wealthy. Mm-hmm. And then we were living out of the minivan for a while. Yeah. You know, and you realize, like, wow, we're hanging out at our friend's house for the night. And it's fun when you're a kid, but to realize like, oh, this is like their shower. Mm -hmm. You start to really realize the privilege you have, I think. And money, I feel like, takes away from a lot. You know, without that, you don't have the food you want, the drinks you want, the temperature you want to live at. Yeah. So money kind of, having been on both ends, you see what it's like.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I definitely feel like. When you do go from a point where you have everything and you kind of lose it and it's a different lifestyle a little bit, you realize it kind of all hits you at once. It's the water, it's the food, it's exactly. the warm shower, it's a <laughs> nice bed, it's a roof over your head and just have having maybe luxuries all go out the door. And like, as you said, as a kid, you don't really maybe realize it as much. Exactly. But as a mom... Yeah, that's trying to raise three kids you kind of sit back and you're like oh my gosh what do I do if I didn't have this Mm -hmm. friend we would be in a a car where are we going to get our food what happens if we run out of gas exactly we can't go anywhere
0: and I think it's different people who always have lived poorly or with a lot of scarcity Mm -hmm. they definitely value everything more than we do on average but I feel like we have such a strong sense of panic and anxiety to not have these things when they normally would, like, just live through it. Yeah. You know, oh, I don't have water. How unfortunate. But now the goal is to find water. Yeah. You know, but when you don't have it, I feel like your whole world flips. Yeah. But they really... Some people go through it very differently.
1: Yeah. Yeah, It's um, I do think, like, people... I think American culture, maybe not even American, but just like I know that we talked about if you could switch places with a kid from a third world country mm-hmm. that struggles daily, would you do it? And I think it's so hard to imagine that life from this life and how different that would be. But I, like you said, when that's been your whole life you kind of it's not that panic if I were to know now and switch I'd be panicked I'd Mm -hmm. be like oh my gosh okay I don't have food I don't have water what do I do because I've never had that situation yeah but if you've lived that whole your whole life in that exact situation you know that there you're gonna figure out a way to do it yeah but it'd be hard coming from my life now I don't know if I could do it
0: exactly yeah so I guess that segues nicely. The question I want to ask you is, for one, you're very nice and friendly. And if if anyone met you, they would first be like, oh, he's so nice. That would probably be their first adjective for you. What events do you think in your life or what people contributed to the outlook that you have on life? Because you're very positive and optimistic Mm -hmm. And it definitely, I think, comes from personal experiences and maybe not genetically. So assuming that there was a factor that influenced you, where do you think it started?
1: I would say from a young age... Really, where it started was from my parents because they were around me to enforce those habits and that kind of attitude from a very young age. Um, I can think of times when my dad would make something and I wouldn't like it, and I was just being a picky kid. Mm-hmm. And he instilled that you will be thankful, you will eat it, yeah. you know, and you will appreciate what you have and growing up you know just I feel like I've been incredibly fortunate because I've had the best role models that I could ever ask for and whether it be a sporting event or school or whatever it may be my parents have always been there for me and loved me unconditionally and I feel like I don't know what kind of clicked, but I realized how, how much of a blessing that is to me. And to see it and to see that lacking in other kids' lives, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: as I grew up, I saw, you know, movies or even my friends, and I saw people go through the struggles of life without that support. And I just realized that's got to be so hard, you know, because it's hard to go through it with support. What would it be like without support?
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, And then I would say kind of the last thing that really made me appreciate life and the struggle of hard work and tenacity was my high school football coach and... We were talking about this in the car, but yeah, um, I just remember sometimes coming home from practice in tears because he would yell at me and he just would push me so hard and it made me uncomfortable and he hit my breaking point and I just, I broke down and I said, I can't do this anymore. And he said, no, you will, you will find a way. And he pushed me past that point. And it made me realize that sometimes in life you're going to have struggles. You're going to have things that are hard. But with a good attitude and determination, you can get over any obstacle that life throws at you. And I feel like just his, him not letting me give up in anything that I would do in sports showed me that I can't give up on things in life, too.
0: Mm-hmm. And then... Bouncing on that, how do you think your life has been in comparison to what it could have been because of this shift in mindset?
1: Like if I didn't have a coach that did that or parents?
0: Yeah, how do you feel like your positive attitude has carried you through life?
1: Um, I would say I like to think that I can take any situation and make it positive. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not. So in a way I kind of. I know that no matter what life throws. That I'll find a way to make it positive. Yeah. And I think that's easier to do. When your life is so positive And when you have so many blessings like. I don't know say. I were to break my arm. And I couldn't play sports in high school, which which happened, and not in high school, but in eighth grade. And you just, no matter what your circumstance is, you can find a way to make it positive. And I just, I think of like people that had to go through the Holocaust. Like, mm-hmm. how would you make something as horrific as that into a positive situation? And I, I heard a story of, a lady that she would find little things throughout the day, little bits of joy. How do you find joy in that? And it's all about your perspective. So if she can find joy in the Holocaust and we can all, I feel like it's your attitude, no matter what your situation is, it's your outlook. Yeah. How do you react to your situation? And I feel like that's kind of how I would, I'd like to live life mm-hmm. or I try to. And I guess that would maybe be why, I see things in a positive light.
0: Do you feel like the way you live is like mimicked by the people around you? Like they take after your habits in that sense?
1: I would like to think so. Um, I think...
0: Or are there things that you think you do or could do to make that happen? To spread the happiness.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I think the way you spread happiness the most is by being genuine. Being genuinely happy, joyful. And I just... You have to be real. People can see through fake joy and fake happiness. And that doesn't make them any more happy. It's when you speak from your heart, when you live through your heart, when you live through love. I feel like that's when people appreciate it the most and they take that feeling that you get from them. It's like if somebody comes down the hallway and you're having a rough day and they say hi, somebody says hi to you and just that feeling, you're like, oh my gosh, they Mm -hmm. care about me. Yeah, And then they, I would like to hope that other people mimic that and then they take that and it's like a chain Mm -hmm. reaction. Okay, so what do you think about
0: people... Who, because I always we've talked about this, have said that there's a difference between what you can say being like the answer you're you're expected to give and the answer that you really think when mm-hmm. asked a question. Mm-hmm. The people do you think it is still positive to give out disingenuous kindness? for the for the sake of other people's happiness right you know what if they absolutely also had a terrible day and did not really care but they saw you you look like you were having a bad day
1: Mm -hmm.
0: so they said hi Mm -hmm. you know how do you think
1: so you're saying can disingenuous happiness still bring happiness to other people
0: yeah you might not be excited to see someone because you've got a lot on your mind and you're busy but if you make them feel like you're happy to see them,
1: mm-hmm.
0: is that the right way to go about it? Or could it be the right way?
1: That's hard.
0: Is it? Yeah, so it becomes, does the process matter as much as the end result? Right. I think it creates a toss-up. If they notice... You've made it worse.
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's a very fine line. Exactly. I would say...
0: And if you are the kind of person to do that, it might make you wonder how many other people do that as well.
1: Yeah. I would say... Maybe... I would say it is okay, even if you aren't... (laughs) actually happy to see somebody Mm -hmm. like if you genuinely have a problem with them and they've done something that you're like wow their character isn't something that I want to be around there's no reason to try and fake being happy around them but if I'd say if they're a good person and you're just pouting and having a bad day I would say yeah figure out a way to make somebody else happy even if even if you're not happy because I've noticed the times that I've been most happy is when I fill somebody else up. Even if I started at a point where I'm not happy, if I force myself sometimes to just be like, I'm going to say hi, mm-hmm. I'm in a crappy mood. I don't want to talk to anybody, but yeah. I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> and then I feel that, that happiness, I can see that it, it, it affected them and I'm like, Oh wow. And I feel like there's a little bit, Of a mind change. There's an attitude change. And then I'm like, okay. I just... I could maybe change their day. Maybe I could change somebody else's Mm -hmm. day. And then I feel like the more people... As you go throughout the day and you see it affect people's lives. I feel like you're filled up. And I always think, you know... I guess this is kind of like a religious thing. But the more... You pour out, the more you're filled up. Mm-hmm. So the more joy you give, the more joy you have to give away. Yeah. And I don't know why that is, but and I guess that's how I look at it. I
0: like that you brought it there because I want to ask if if or how religion brings you happiness and how you use religious or a religion to be happy or to give out happiness.
1: I would say... So the question is, how do I use religion yeah. For the, to, to give out
0: Yeah, happiness? in regards, just in regards to happiness.
1: I would say, I use, I like to think that.
0: Or maybe how does it influence your life, religion?
1: I guess when I wake up in the morning, I want god in my heart because i feel like ultimately god is joy god is mercy and and empathy and care and love and goodness and so i feel like if i let god live through me to other people then i feel like i can show that love and that joy and that care and compassion and all that good to other people
0: mm-hmm
1: And he's strong. I'm stronger. I'm much stronger. I'm much more joyful when he's with me. So instead of me bringing joy, it's us bringing joy. He's living through me. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like religion and even I wouldn't even call it religion. It's not church. It's not the stuff that you can, on the outside, it's your personal relationship with God as he flows down into you and you spread that light to other people. I feel like if I allow him to to work within me, then I am ultimately a more joyful person. And as such, I can spread more joy to other people.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay, so I wanted to ask, Do you think that happiness is a selfish act? And let me explain. You had said that making other people happy brought you happiness. I think most people would agree that that has happened to them, can happen to them. Mm -hmm. How much of them being happy is the important part when... Doing that makes you happy. You know how much of it is Mm -hmm. for your sake. I know I'll feel good if they're happy. Mm -hmm. So let me make their day Mm -hmm. to make my own.
1: Mm -hmm. This is a good one. We've talked about this before. And this was a very tricky question. And I think it's one worth asking because... You're basically saying, is it really you being a good person if the only reason you're making somebody else's day is so that you're happy? Mm
0: -hmm. And is that still true if you're not conscious of its effect on yourself? Mm -hmm. If you don't decide, if you don't do it because you think it'll make you happy, Mm -hmm. does that still make it selfish, even though that is the end result?
1: Say that last question one more time for me, if you wouldn't
0: mind. Yeah, so let's say I do a good thing for someone and I make their day. Mm -hmm. And that's the end of it. I don't think more about it. I just think I made their day. If I'm not conscious of the effect it had on me, does that make it selfless? Mm -hmm. Because I only did it with them in mind. Mm -hmm. Without even considering how it would make me feel. Even though it does make me feel good. If I'm not conscious of that half of the reaction, Mm -hmm. is it selfless or just?
1: Yes, I would say so. And I would say you're doing, so what you're saying is this may not make me feel any better. It might, it may not. I'm unaware, but I'm solely doing this just to fill them up. Mm -hmm. I don't care how it affects me, but I know it'll make them, I do feel like that's selfless.
0: Okay, then is it still selfless after the fact, after you've become aware that helping people makes you happier?
1: Um, I think there's a balance. And I think if you are only doing something because you know it'll make you happier, even though you know it'll make the other person happier, Mm -hmm. I feel like that does kind of become... Selfish, yeah, so maybe I don't know. I think you can still, if you are ultimately doing it for that reason, I feel like you hit a point where it becomes so disingenuous because you really, if you're only doing it for yourself, then I feel like people start to see it, okay? Um, but if you are. I feel like a lot of people, most people, they do know that it will make them happier. But Mm -hmm. I feel like there's also a big part of them that says, I do just want to do it so I can, I know that they're, that they're happy. And, and I know that kind of comes back to, you're still doing it for yourself because then it puts you at comfort that they're happy and, and <laughs> therefore you did it for a selfish reason again but just the fact of being able to say I may never see this person again but I made their day better or maybe it's not even you Maybe maybe just the fact of seeing somebody happy even if it wasn't you that brought them joy I think is, is selfless.
0: Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I think my
1: latest take
0: on that is that being selfish is fine. <laughs> I think you can do something for yourself and that's okay. Mm-hmm. But if it ended up helping someone else as well, that's mm-hmm. just the cherry on top, you know, that's Mm -hmm. something additional, Mm -hmm. you know, if you had a plate of food and someone else didn't, and you could choose to give them all or nothing, Mm -hmm. the first day you might give them all, second day you might give them all, the third day you might not be sure, you know, yeah, (laughs) but if you do, I don't think, Self, The word selfish has the right connotation. I feel like it's very negative.
1: Mm, Yeah.
0: But self-care doesn't. You know, personal care doesn't have the same stigma of doing something for yourself. Yeah. You know, it feels good to make other people happy. Therefore, I will do that thing that makes me feel good. Mm -hmm. It also makes them happy. Yeah. You know, if it felt good... To do something that harmed someone. I feel like then there's a different question to ask. Yeah. You know but when there's mutual. Gain. I don't think it matters if it's selfish or. Anything like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I feel like. Selfish. Is a different. Means different than self care. Self. Mm -hmm like being selfless and being not selfish I think are are different things I I feel like selfish is so yeah you may give you may give that person your plate of food for the first two days and then if you take it on the third day and say no I'm not going to give you any food mm-hmm. I don't know if that's necessarily being selfish but you're saying I'm going to die, and if I'm dead, <laughs> then I can't give you any plates of food. Yeah. I feel like the ultimate selflessness thing, and this is, I honestly, looking at myself, I don't know if I could do it, but to say, I will give you my plate of food every day until the day that I die. Mm-hmm. I will die so that you can live, basically. yeah, I feel like that is a, a huge sacrifice and i've always thought you know i i feel like there is a life after this but what if somebody who doesn't believe in the next life gives their life up and to them they think this is it Mm -hmm. and they still give their life so that uh, somebody else can live yeah knowing that they may be gone from existence Mm -hmm. for eternity i feel like that's even a bigger sacrifice yeah or even more selflessness.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> See, the way I would have approached it is share giving my plate away every other day. Mm-hmm. You know, we're both not as happy as we could be, but we're both not as unhappy as we could be. Yeah. You know, that yeah. slight growth, Right. <laughs> baby steps. Right. Yeah.
1: So I guess this would be, uh, you know, I've talked to some people who would say, you know, if there was a a shooter and I was in a, a room of people, I'd be the first one to, to risk my life
0: mm-hmm.
1: to take him out, even yeah. if it meant that it probably meant I was going to die. And I've talked to other people who've said, I don't know any of these people. Why should I be the one to take the bullet for mm-hmm. people that I have no relationship with? Yeah. What... What are kind of your thoughts on that? Like, how would you? Do you think it's you're kind of obligated to be the one to take the bullet in life, or is there something else?
0: I think if I can help without dying for it, Mm -hmm. then it should be my job to attempt that. Yeah. But if I know there's someone else in the room who's more capable. Yeah. With the with I guess that would give them less risk.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I would probably take a step back.
1: Okay. Um. Yeah, I
0: don't think that I feel. Like it's definitely not wrong. To be afraid, and not do things out of fear.
1: Mm -hmm. It's.
0: Very different from the railroad situation, you know, where you have to choose, do two people die or six people die? But I think in this case, you really want to make it out first. Yeah. You know, and I think I wouldn't really care is the wrong word, but I don't think I would mind attempting and failing and just getting shot. Mm -hmm. But I think I would still... Want to try? Yeah. Unless, you know, the U.S. Navy SEAL ninja comes through the ceiling and does it first. Yeah. Other than that, yeah. If I could do something, I don't think I'd really hesitate. And I think I've become less hesitant just in life as as I've gotten older now.
1: Well, let me ask you this: is, Does it matter the person that you're saving? I mean, what if uh-huh. what if the person you're saving is a criminal? They could turn out to change, totally turn their life around, or they could go back to being the same person. But if you had a chance to save a criminal's life, knowing that you would lose yours, would you do it?
0: So for me to picture this, there's two buttons and you're in a room. One kills you, Mm -hmm. saves them. One kills them and saves yourself. Yep. What kind of criminal are we talking? And age. Okay. If I didn't know, if it just said they were a criminal, I'd I'd just die, I think.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah, I think... But again, that goes back to I would just feel too bad having known that I just killed some random person.
1: Yeah. What if you knew who they were and they had done the most atrocious crimes that you could think of you still don't know their future but would you give them a check a second chance at life no
0: no no if i thought it was a bad crime then i wouldn't yeah because i would assume that they'd probably be hung like in jail the next day yeah yeah you know i think in a society they set rules and regulations that we all kind of agree by being citizens, you know? You decide these are the things you can do, these are the things you can't do. These are things you can change if you're not happy with how they're going. Right. But I think... that, yeah, someone... who is so far out of touch... Yeah. ...is very... It's very hard for me to see beyond it. Yeah. Yeah. What about you?
1: I would say... I probably would not save them over me because if I take a step back and looked at it I guess this may be a selfish situation but I feel like ultimately I've got to let God be the judge of our lives And if that person has taken actions throughout their life to get to that point, mm-hmm. I can't judge them and say you're you're forgiven, you have a second chance because that's not my place. I feel like you deserve. If that's what you've chosen, yeah, then you've got to you've got to have the consequences because you knew, you knew before you did that action exactly that you would be placed in a situation where you might face the death penalty or whatever it may be. And looking at it in the future, looking at that person and, and this is maybe selfish too, but I feel like I can, I can change the world more than this person is going to change the Mm -hmm. world.
0: Society's more in danger. Yeah. With, me gone and them staying exactly yeah i feel
1: like that's a hard thing to come to terms with because that's almost like okay i do value my life more than this person's but i feel like at some point if that's this decision if you're sitting there and you have the the button that kills you or the button that kills them i mean you have to 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 decide and i guess that's probably what i would do
0: yeah and i think if someone else had the button and it was kill an innocent person or kill a person who's should be under the death penalty, you know, they'd make the same, the same conclusion.
1: And I don't know if I would hold them. I don't know if I would say that's a bad decision. I'd say I'd probably do the same thing.
0: So you're religious, but you don't look For religion and others, Mm -hmm. right? Could you talk about that?
1: Yeah, and I would say I'm not religious. I'm spiritual. And I don't know where I first heard that. But I don't go to church. I've never been baptized. I, I can't say that I really fast much or do the things that a typical religious person does. But I feel like the reason that I don't look for maybe religion and in other people is because that doesn't matter to me. What matters to me in a person is their spirit, not their religion. Mm-hmm. And that's why I say I'm spiritual, not religious because I think like you and other people that I've met, you're not religious, but you're some of the most spiritual people I've met just because you have a huge Heart. And that's what's underneath. I mean, you can say you're religious and be one of the most, like, cloudy people in yeah. the world. But when you find people who have that spirit that is always shining and and just seems to be a happy and loving loving person, then if you believe in my God or other gods or one God, many God, if you believe in the Greek gods or a water God, I, I don't care. It, as long as you're a good person, it doesn't matter to me. Yeah. Um, and I feel like as I've gotten to college, I've kind of realized that more because I do find more people who aren't religious, don't practice, but they're amazing people. And, You know, so I, in our, in my relationship with God, I don't know how that affects his judgment on them. But I feel like the God that I know cares more about your spiritual being Mm -hmm. than your religious practices. And so I think that everybody, even if you don't believe in God, I think you can still find God when you die and it may be always be there. You just don't know it. Um, and that's just me personally. You know, I don't know. I would be lying if I said I knew there was a God mm-hmm. because it's just faith, but I guess that's me.
0: Yeah. Okay. So one last follow up question mm-hmm. just to tie it all in. Okay. Okay. If you could do one thing to impact someone's life, like one big thing that could change someone forever, what what would it be? And who would it be?
1: One thing, one action, or is it Am I giving them something?
0: I'll let you choose. It could be giving them a house or making them think a certain way. Okay. If you could really just change something about a person, give them wealth, give them opportunities, Mm -hmm. what would you do and who would it be?
1: I would say, first question, who would it be? It would be an innocent child somewhere in the world, I don't know where, but an innocent child that's suffering the most. And what would I give them? I'd probably give them the love of or the awareness that there's a god that I that I in my that that, that there there could be that there could be a light at the end of the tunnel and so I would I would give that person hope basically that even though this life is awful there's suffering whatever it may be hunger thirst coldness Or a culmination of all those things together. I feel like when you know. That this life. This life may not be fair. But in the end. When I do die. I will find. That incredible peace and joy. And it will be fair. And I will suffer no more. For eternity. I feel like. I would give. I would just like somebody to have that hope to see the light at the end of the tunnel no matter what circumstance they're in right now
0: all right wow well that's that's the end so thank you for talking to me
1: yeah thanks for letting me be a part of it
0: yeah and we will hopefully talk again in the future
1: absolutely i look forward to it